Heavenly Father, this morning as we uh, have worshiped through music and, and prayer and giving and all the other parts of our worship service, may this next portion also lift you up and glorify you. May we see your mighty power at work within this church. So bless us now in Jesus' name. Amen. One of my favorite things to do is to get out the old yearbooks, whether they're elementary school or middle school or high school, even college, although I don't even know if I have college yearbooks anymore. Uh, But it's fun to look back and see what people used to look like and then what they do now. It's It's the only reason we all go to alumni weekend, am I right? Can I get a witness, anybody? You want to kind of see how everyone's turned out, how fat people have gotten, right? You do it too, right? Uh, But when you look back in a yearbook, even if it's just the last year or a couple years, you can tell a difference and you can see changes in people. They used to have long hair, now it's short. They used to have short hair, now it's long. I'd give anything just to have hair. Can I get a witness? (laughs) It's funny to watch changes. And sometimes when you look at people's pictures and you remember those memories that they had or what you did with them, it just, it just brings back the joy of what used to be. And as things change, you can look back and see things. Maybe uh, you millennials can resonate with this. I don't know if Facebook does it anymore. I know millennials are about the only people left on Facebook. Um, but on Facebook, it used to, maybe it still does, does a year in review. Or it'll give all your pictures that you posted over a year, and it kind of dumps them into a slideshow, and you get to look back over the year and see what it was like. And maybe your 2023 was filled with uh, laughter and joy and good things, or it might have been filled with pain and challenges and sorrow, yet you still smile till your cheeks hurt because you've seen God do amazing things in your life. Whatever your year was back then, how does it shape your 2024 moving forward? And this morning... While it's fun to look back, we as a church family look back over the last year or two or three to see what God has done here at Forest Lake Church and to celebrate. Now, before we launch into this, uh, I've got to make sure that our hearts are in the right place. Today isn't a pat on our backs to say, look at what we've done. Today is really a celebration of what God is doing and has done in our church. All glory goes to him. Uh, And we might see some cool numbers and it might make us proud. And it's okay to think that your church rocks because your church does rock. I think it does. Uh, But at the same time, everything that is good in our church is because of God himself. So without further ado, let's take a look at what God has been doing here in our church. Are you ready this morning? And that was pretty solid. First service was weak. We had to do it twice. We'll just move forward with this. So if we look back and we kind of see where our church has come from and where it's going, we'll start with just kind of the members of our church. You can see on this uh, little chart here, this little graph, and some of you nerds, you're going to like this today. You'll probably take notes and jot down some things. Um, I'm not that great at math, so this could be completely wrong. I don't know. I just did my best, okay? But you can see the membership trend of growth in our church. Now, before you think, wow, This is a massive church. It is a massive church, but also in those numbers, how many people are really active? So don't don't get all Twitter-pated about crossing the 4,000 member line. It's a cool number, but what I like about this is it just shows that God is bringing people to the Forest Lake Church, and he continues to, and you can see it kind of continuing to ramp up and move forward. Now, when you think of membership, there's multiple parts of what makes membership Uh, growth or decline. Um, You can go to the next slide. 
Here's two of the two, the, the two ways that it can grow and decline. Baptisms and professions of faith. That's people that are new to uh, committing their life to Jesus that say, I want to honor him with the rest of my life, and they are baptized. Same thing with profession of faith. And then transfers. And you can look back four years or so, and, and look, the one, the one that I like the most is that the pink lines as those baptism numbers get larger and larger. In 2023, we had 68 baptisms in the professions of faith. Isn't that awesome? That's fantastic, yeah. Absolutely. Now, a skeptic might look at this graph and say, well, look at all those transfers. We're just stealing sheep from other churches. That's definitely not the goal. In fact, uh, in this community, I, I make it well known amongst the other pastors that we're on the same team, and it doesn't matter where someone is. We just want people to be plugged into a local church somewhere. But I will say that transfers are valuable too wherever you've come from. If you're here this morning, I think God brings people to a certain place at a certain time for certain reasons. Maybe that's your talents or your skills or your leadership or your finances or whatever it is. He's brought you here to Forest Lake Church for a special reason. So this is is kind of cool. Over the last several years, after the last four years, we've averaged, uh, this is uh, baptisms and professions of faith. You can see them on the screen. We've averaged 35 people a year. That's just those baptisms and professions of faith. That's fantastic. Uh, over the last four years, we've averaged 179 and a half people joining our church. Listen, in America, across all denominations, the majority of churches never go past 200 members, which essentially means that over the last four years, God has brought an entire church to our church every year for the last four years. Isn't that amazing? Pretty cool. Let's move on. We're moving to attendance. Now, here's the thing. Attendance numbers are are valuable in that you can see trends of what people are doing and how they're connecting to a church. I don't think attendance numbers are anything to brag about, but it's just interesting to see the trends. And what's neat is that um, you can see it across all three services that we have here. And if you've come to Forest Lake for, for very long, you know that if you come into the sanctuary much later than 11 o'clock here in second service, you're going to have a hard time finding seats. Uh, in fact, I've talked to several husbands over the last several months who were assigned by their wives to go and save seats, but they got waylaid in the lobby, and you'll see some, you can look for it next Sabbath, you'll, you'll see who it is. They're standing out on the sides of the pews, and uh, there's, the, the husbands are in a little hot water because they didn't save seats. Some of you, yes, you know who I'm talking about. Some of you are very guilty, I know. Uh, but across all three of our worship service, first, second, and warehouse community, we continue to just uh, not have any space. For instance, uh, warehouse community, and we finished the project, the building, um, or, or about a month after we finished the project and warehouse community was meeting in there, we ran out of chairs. So we bought more chairs, and we continue to be out of chairs over there. We're out of space. Uh, just Friday night, this, I guess a, a, a week ago Friday night, when we had night of worship at Warehouse Community, Pastor Juan had posted on social media, so Facebook, Instagram, that we would have a night of worship there. And as people were coming in, he said, who are these people? Never seen them in my life. Because people here in the community wanted to worship at Warehouse Community. And so they came, including these two older ladies wearing matching clothes that had Jesus written all over them. They sit on the front row and Pastor Juan is thinking they're about to get their praise on right here. Uh, so it's just cool to see attendance growing in, in a local church. Now here's the problem. 
With growing attendance, there's a growing problem of not having enough seats. Uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, I was shaking hands about 11 o'clock, and, and I usually finish right at 11.30 and I sit down in the front row. I was done a little early, 11.25, and I was standing over here in the little alcove, and Vince was there, our awesome stage manager, and he kind of watches things and makes sure everything's all right, and he said, hey, Matt, you see this guy over here? Kind of pointed on the sly. I looked, yes, yep, I see him. And he said, um, he's tried to find a seat four times. And as he was coming down the side aisle, and uh, he would stop and he would say, hey, uh, is this available? And families, and this is a good thing, there's no negative here, would say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm saving this for my family, which is good. So we went to the next place. Uh, May I sit here? I'm saving this for my family. So I went up to him and I just said, hey, I'm Matt. Uh, Tell me your name. He told me his name. And I said, where are you sitting? And he said, well, I I tried three or four times and it's just full. There's no room. So I'm just going to stand here in the aisle and worship. And I said, no, you're not. Come sit with me. And so he sat with me up here on the front row. And uh, I know he's here right now, so I'm not going to call him out. But I will say this. I think it's cool to see what God is doing to bring people here. And I said, hey, brother, tell me, what brought you here? And he said, well, I've been reading about Sabbath, and I realized I've been lied to my whole life. And I thought, oh, oh we're going into a Bible study right here on the front row of the church. And uh, so he sat with me, we exchanged numbers, and uh, we're definitely going to go out to eat, and I can't wait to see what God does in his life. So we celebrate attendance growth, but we're faced with the challenge of having places for people to come. And I'm going to say some words here that may ruffle some feathers, and I'm okay if you're angry at me, but if our goal is to fill the pews of this church with other Adventists, then I don't want to be a part of it. Because it's the person that's not here, the one that is far from God, that can be here, that's the person I want to reach. And so somehow, some way, we've got to figure out a solution so that there are places for people to sit. And I I told first service that I was proud of them and that I was going to challenge second service. Here's my challenge for you this morning. If you and your family want to be missional in your living, thinking of the person that's not here, and you want to say, I'm going to go to first service, which, by the way, first service was fairly full, not this full. Uh, but if you think, I want to be missional in my living, come to the 845 service. It's exactly the same as this one, intentionally. Maybe that's for you and your family. If your kids are already up, just come. But that would give us some room for the person that's not here. Let's keep going. Um, while many of you know what happens here because you're live and in person, you probably don't know or you're not aware of what happens on our online presence. Did you know? Uh, yeah, they're, they're, this is a cool number. Sorry, going back one. Uh, 1,100 people across all three services in attendance. That's pretty crazy. Did you know that our average website views at forestlakechurch.org, here, here's the slide, 11,000 website views per month. I don't know if that's a big number or a small number, but it was a large number to me when I was looking at the, at the stats online. That's a lot of people checking out our website. And I'm going to say that's not you guys going to check out the bulletin on Friday night. I think it's probably um, community people. I'm going to say it's community people. People across Florida maybe that are thinking, what's happening at the Forest Lake 7th Avenue Church? Why is God moving there? But the, the cool thing is, is that they're not just perusing the ministries on our website. They're doing other things on our website. In fact, in 2023, on average, here's the next slide, our services were watched 626 times per week. 
That's not live stream. That's going back and watching or, or finding it and watching. Maybe that's you sharing uh, a worship service or maybe that's you going back and listening to it too. But that's a lot of watches every single week. And uh, you know, we, we stream our service all the time too on multiple platforms, but on YouTube alone, uh, and I do, this isn't live streaming, go to the next slide here, 46,000 times sermons or worship services were viewed on YouTube. Now, as I was going over my sermon this morning, my oldest son, Caffrey, he was out there in the living room with me, and I was rattling off some numbers, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, as I said, 46,000 views, and we both agreed that it sounds like a big number, but not compared to, like, Dude Perfect that gets, like, a million views per video, or Mr. Beast, I mean, whatever. But I think it's a big number. I think it's pretty cool. 46,000 views on YouTube um, a year. Here's the other thing. Who are the people? Where are they from? The top five places around the world that people are viewing, here they are. Top one is obviously United States. Then you've got Trinidad and Tobago. Then you've got the Ukraine. Then you've got Guyana. And then you have the United Kingdom, which I think is really cool because that's such a secular society, yet there's the, in the top five, they're watching what's happening here. Let's keep moving on. Now, some of you might get bored with these numbers. Others of you, you accountants, you'll get all Twitter-pated and excited about this. Here's some numbers, and I think this is cool. Uh, and before I even share these numbers, well, there they are, um, before we even really talk about them, I have to say this. I love that our church is filled with people that are blessed financially because God has blessed you, but then you in turn are generous in giving to others. It's a joy to serve in a church like that. So with attendance numbers growing and membership numbers growing, you would hope and you would assume that tithe numbers grow too. And there they are on the screen. You got four years ago, just across 5 million. And last year, it was 5.7 million. Uh, Walter Castro from the conference, you're welcome. <laughs> tithe money goes to the conference, which then in turn goes uh, across the world to help places. It goes to other conferences that need money. It comes back to the local church in evangelism uh, dollars. It pays pastors. It pays teachers. That's where that money goes. But none of it really stays in the local church. Yet you can see the growth there. That's about a 4.4% increase um, over the last few years. But our church budget, that's the money that stays in the local church that helps ministries. It's grown as well. Here's the next slide. Church budget, look at that jump in there. Isn't that cool? Uh, not much growth between 2020 and 2021, and then it just exploded about two years ago, and you have massive increase to uh, this last year, $1,580,000, which also, by the way, we, we met our budget for 2023, if you were wondering. Yeah, that's cool. In total honesty, I was a little worried because we needed $218,000 in December. That came in and more. And here's the beauty of this. It's cool to look back and say, wow, this last year we had a seven and a quarter percent increase. And the year before that, we had like an 18% increase. Put those two together. That's like, I can't do math. That's like a 25% increase in our giving over the last two years. That's huge. But here's what's cool is it allows your finance committee and your church board to dream ahead on ministry and mission. Uh, I, you see struggling churches all the time where the numbers are declining, and so then the church board has to make tough decisions on what ministries are we going to cut. Yet here at Forest Lake, we think, well, how can we spend God's money in a way to do more and more ministry? Pretty cool. It's, it's fun to serve here at Forest Lake. All right, let's go on another part of our church um, that you can't metrically track. You can't really put it on a chart, 
Um, you can just think about it and hear about it, and it's our Sabbath schools. I love walking down the halls and seeing our adult Sabbath schools, so many of them full and overflowing. I, I regularly get requests, Pastor Matt, where can we start a new adult Sabbath school? And we simply don't have a space for that. There is no more space for uh, adult Sabbath schools. But I love that most of our, our adult Sabbath schools are missional as they think about what they're doing. They're not closed off cliques and groups that are only there to feed each other. They think, how can we reach others and bring them into this community? I could name several of them, but the one I'm gonna pick on today is uh, Grace and Truth. Many of you go to this Sabbath school, uh, and if you just wanna be spiritually blessed for one Sabbath, just pop in there and experience what happens there in Grace and Truth. Uh, but just, just over, uh, uh, just last year some point, I got invited to go to a golf gathering, about 15 to 20 guys, all from Grace and Truth Sabbath School. The reason why is because one of our members works at one of the Advent Health Hospitals, and one of their co-workers was asking questions about Jesus and spirituality and what it means to be a part of a congregation, and so they said, you need to come to my Sabbath School. We have it in person or we have it online. And so this man and his wife joined online. They started watching online. And then they started coming in person. And this golf gathering was 15 or 20 guys from Grace and Truth Sabbath School that said, we want to grow deeper and closer and build more and more community and relationship with you so that you can be brought into our church and a closer relationship with Jesus. That's missional thinking in a Sabbath school class. Isn't that beautiful? Not only are our adult Sabbath schools uh, mission-minded and thinking ahead and overflowing, but you probably don't know that on any given Sabbath, over 500 young people come to Sabbath school. That's birth through high school. 500 kids on our campus every single Sabbath. Isn't that cool? Man, if you wanted to put money somewhere, I don't know if there's a better investment to put money towards um, kids' Sabbath school as they learn about Jesus. In fact, uh, if you want a good experience, just go stand out in front of the Children's Ministry Center on a Sabbath morning as these little kids come in. They're so excited to go into their class and learn about Jesus. It's pretty cool. Lastly, I want to share this. I just want to talk about the people here. People are what make the church up. And there's no real way to quantify the people in action here in, in our church. Uh, you, there's no real accurate way. I mean, you've got the nominating committee report, so you've got the nominated positions, elders, deacons, deaconesses, pathfinder leader, adventure leader. You got those. But what about all the other ones? Greeters, audiovisual guys, uh, musicians, parking lot attendants, VBS workers. So you got a whole bunch that you can't even count them, let alone the ones that help in the bigger projects of our church like Risen, uh, like local mission outreach, um, like serving Sabbath. In this last serving Sabbath, we had seven or 800 people that went and did something for God. You can't really quantify it, but I'll tell you what, you like to serve. In a big church, there's lots of people but there's a lot of people that love to serve here too. And I could pick on lots of them this morning. I could pick on Lynette Reiner, who does such a great job with our new member orientation. She makes sure every new member is called or connected with. Uh, there's a new member orientation that she's in charge of with a breakfast. We all gather in here. You learn all about Forest Lake Church. I could pick on uh, Cheryl Rotowu from Pathfinders, who leads 250 Pathfinders as, as she plans for this trip to Gillette. I could pick on Tony Philcox. He's our head deacon and what he does. But the person I want to pick on this morning, you may or may not know him. His name is Robert Shimp. Great guy. He's been in this community a long time. 
and uh, he's just a great dude. He, he's, a, he's an expert in irrigation. If you need help with your irrigation, call this man. He's awesome. But he can pretty much do anything. And about, uh, I don't know, six months ago, I said, Robert, I have a passion that our golf cart ministry here at Forest Lake goes to the next level. Uh, we've got golf carts and we've got some systems, but we can do better. Uh, we can make things look nicer. It's the very first impression that people have when they come on our campus. And I said, I think you're the man to run with this. And he said, okay. And so Robert, over the last several months, he's been working hard. Uh, thanks to some generosity of church members, he was able to find two brand new golf carts. Here's a picture of one of them. Look at that bad boy. Woo! That's nicer than some of y'all's cars, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> uh, what an awesome vehicle. We have one of them. That's Tuesday night. Uh, the other one is on order, and it'll be here soon. But Robert is stepping into the leadership of this, where he's already met with a leader group. He's got routes planned for these two carts. He's got walkie-talkie systems. He's got processes and protocols. Um, and by the way, if you're over 18, sorry, you 10 and 11-year-olds that would love to drive a golf cart. If you're over 18, we need golf cart drivers to work on this team. So come find me or send me an email and I'll get you plugged into Robert. But the point of this story is not to celebrate a golf cart, even though that's fun. The point is to celebrate the people in our church that are willing to serve and lead and take Forest Lake into the mission field to do powerful things. You know, it's easy to be excited about what's happening here at Forest Lake Church. It's easy, but you have to know why. And the why is found in Ephesians chapter 3. And if you've got your Bibles with you, I encourage you to open them to Ephesians chapter 3. If you didn't bring a Bible, that's okay. There's a blue pew Bible in front of you, and you can follow along on page 828. Um, this morning, someone told me, Pastor Matt, your page number's wrong. And I've realized that there are two different blue Bibles in our sanctuary. Uh, so the, the ones in the back, I think it's 946. Anyway, that's confusing. Hopefully you brought your own Bible. Ephesians chapter 3. As you're turning there, Ephesians, as you probably know, is a small book, and there's many small books, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. It's Paul, the greatest church planner on the planet, who has gone and planted these churches, and now he writes letters back to the churches, encouraging them, pushing them to be more on God's mission, helping them, and he writes to the little growing congregation in Ephesus, that he's already planted and he's writing back to them. And at the very end of Ephesians 3, Paul has a prayer for this church. Here's what he says, Ephesians 3, verse 14. Give me an amen if you're there. All right, Ephesians 3, 14. Here's what my Bible says. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, by the way, dads, fathers, that's where you get your title, the Father in heaven. Verse 16, Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Paul says, my prayer for you, church in Ephesus, is that you're filled with the Spirit of God so that you can go on a mission. He says, I, my prayer is that he fills every square inch of you. He moves on. The end of verse 17, he says, And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide 
and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Paul says, church, my prayer is that you understand the love of God in every aspect, how deep, how wide, how high, how long, the whole thing, the four dimensions of God's love. He says, I hope you can understand it even though it's unimaginable. He says, my prayer is that you be filled with it. And he closes with a benediction. Now he probably meant this just for that church in Ephesus. I think he means it for us too. He says this, verse 20, now Forest Lake Church, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in, in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Did you get it all? Basically, Paul says, all this, all these numbers, all these growth, all, all, these, all these dollar signs, all the more people that are here, all of this, it's all for the glory of God. That's it. Nothing for us has nothing to do with our church. It's not for us to brag about and say, look at what our church is doing. It's simply to glorify God for what he is doing. That's why Paul says, according to his power at work in us, not at our power at work at us. It's his power working through us. I mean, what an opportunity that we have that God includes humans in his mission. How humbling is that? You know, Paul makes it sound so easy to reach out to people. He says, my goal for you is just to be filled with the love of God. That's it. And when you're filled with the love of God and it pours out of you, then people want to have a part of that. So as I think about 2024, as I think about what God has done in the past, what he's doing now, I wonder what he will do in 2024. What does our church look like in 24? And I, and I ask this question, here it is on the screen for you. What will you do this year to help others know the love of God? What will you do this year to help others know the love of God? I know there's some of you that are physicians and, and nurses. What are those conversations you can have that are beyond medicine, that heal not just the body, but heal the soul too? How can you build those connections? I know there's some of you that uh, intentionally reach out to your neighbors, maybe the ones on the left and the right, behind and front, maybe further along. Maybe you start going on intentional walks so that you can meet the people in your neighborhood so you can have a relationship so that you can help them know Jesus. What are the people that God will put in your life in 2024 with the purpose of you sharing love for them? What will you do in 24? Will you invite somebody to church? Will you bring somebody to your Sabbath school class? Uh, maybe you'll just give a website and say, hey, there's goodness right here. Uh, whatever you do, how will you help somebody else know the love of God? And do you know what will happen as we let God do his work here? Do you want to know? I don't know. In fact, I can't know. That's why Paul says it here, that God will accomplish immeasurably more than we can think or even imagine. I can't dream it up. I can't create an event for it because it's beyond imagination. His plans, his thoughts, everything are higher than our thoughts. And I can't wait to see what he will do here in the Forest Lake Church in 2024. My prayer is this, that in 2024, 
We don't just have numbers on a screen that we can look back at and say, wow, look at this. My prayer is that we get to see God moving in us, through us, to change the world around us. That's my prayer for 2024. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I'm challenged and encouraged and incredibly humbled to know that you put this church here for your mission, for your glory. What an incredible group of humans you placed in this family to do your mission here in Apopka. May we do something powerful this year because you work through us. God, we love you, and we can't wait to see you. In Jesus' name, amen.